All right, guys. It's been a year. It's been a year since we started the show. Happy birthday! I can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe it. <laughs> Thank you all. Yeah. Uh, and you guys might be wondering, why did I get a notification about a new episode on a Wednesday? On a Wednesday, of all things. Because it's home day. Well, that and this is a special. Normally, Super we special. tell you stories of horror, true crime, all based in myth or reality. And we have a special occasion tonight. We are interviewing an author that writes... With his own spooky, scary stories for us to yes. talk about. I love it. Tonight, we are going to be interviewing James Derman. Uh, he has a book that just came out called Doorways to the Unseen, Volume 4. Go download that shit. It, go get it. He will tell you later in the episode, once we start the interview, where you can purchase the book. I highly recommend it. He sent us a copy to read, and it is phenomenal. Yeah, it was really good. I finished it in like two days. I'll make sure to tell him that. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, it's no secret here at Creeps in the Crypt that we have a love of horror anthology. Yes. Like, I grew up on Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. um, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark? <gasps> I, for- oh, I love that show. I'm gonna take I it, figured you did. I'm going to take it a throwback. What was the first horror movie that you ever saw? That I ever saw? Like, Hocus first? Pocus. Like, okay. Like, yeah. I would say that's a... That, like is a small child which is coming to steal okay. your soul. Yeah. 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 Come little yeah. That was not my first one. What was your first one? My first one was Anaconda. I think my mom just like threw I think when did Anaconda come out in like the eighties? Uh, I don't know. I happened upon my parents had HBO. Well, I'm shocked. Was it the which anaconda was it? Was it like the one that came on after 11 p.m.? No, or? it was not that one. It was not that one. Mine was uh, The Exorcist. Oh, nice. <laughs> my mom just threw caution to the wind with me at all no, times. Mine did not. I, but my dad would let me sneak and watch Tales from the Crypt with him. I love that. So uh, I was like super into horror as a kid. Like I, had, I was obsessed with Frankenstein. Oh, I love that. So yeah, between like Goosebumps, Tales from the Crypt, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So, funny story, did you get freaked out by your first horror movie? Or did you love it? I loved it. I loved every second of it. So, Anaconda actually was the first horror movie I ever watched. And it freaked me out. It made me scared. But the second one that I watched was, um, I want to say it was Alien. And I watched it. That's a good one. I watched it with my mom. And uh, that was probably one of my favorite favorite ones that I watched and that kind of started the whole this is like stuff that I really really enjoy I have certain things that like trigger me and make me kind of like Ugh. but the anaconda was like the only one I was like really really freaked out oh arachnophobia was another personal favorite and I watched the shit out of that one I will binge watch mm-hmm. that one over and over again no, I love you. arachnophobia my mom took me to go see eight-legged freaks in theater <gasps> oh! Here's another horror movie. Well, some consider this a horror movie. Some don't. Okay. Gremlins. I love Gremlins. I don't consider that a horror. I movie. consider it a horror movie. It's a I, monster. It's a monster movie. I have a Seth Gizmo. 
And I love I him. also had a stuffed gizmo. Did I you really? We got it in uh, Universal Studios at one of those, like, no, we got him at the fair, the county fair in 2017. And then I really got <laughs> into uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Classic mm-hmm. Halloween. Watched all of them. Halloween hey, was awesome. I remember every October, AMC would just stream yep. horror movies. Well, not stream, but play horror movies mm-hmm. non-fucking-stop. It was awesome. Friday the 13th, they played every single Jason movie. Yep. Jason in Space is probably my least favorite Heavily one. edited, though. <laughs> uh, after seeing those like later as an adult, I was like, I don't remember there being this many titties when I was a child. <laughs> There's a lot of titties. Lots of titties. Mm-hmm. It's not a good slasher film. There's no titties. No. But yeah, guys, we just wanted to do something special for our one year anniversary of being a show. I know. This is so exciting. And James hit us up and I was like, fuck yeah, we'll interview a horror author. I'm happy to see that an author. Yeah. And I will be sure to like reiterate this. I'm happy to see people actually writing original stuff that is actually captivating. Because so a lot good. Because a lot of times it's not captivating. It's kind of just like blah. Or very on the nose. Or yeah. Or it's it just feels like, like it's very campy and mm-hmm. I'm just I was like If I have to glued to the, the if it screen. feels like a five year old wrote this, I'm not interested. Yeah, no. I'm not. No. But if it has like a good story, he nailed it on the stories. Yeah, he did. It was really good. Yep. So we're about to interview James. So we'll talk to you guys after the interview. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're here with James Derman, uh, writer of Go Ahead and Tell Us Your Book. Yeah, it's Doorways to the Unseen. It's a series of uh, short horror story collections. So uh, I have the fourth volume that was released uh, at the end of last month in April. Awesome. We read it and we love it. Yes, it was okay, freaking awesome. So you read the entire volume, all six stories. I read all of them in two days. <laughs> okay, okay, great. So, and they uh, were your- amazing. And I, I'm, I just want to tell you how nice and refreshing it is to have an author write stories that are actually like personable and that you can relate to. Um, instead of it being a cookie cutter, just horror story, it feels refreshing and nice. And I really, really, I was there. I like, normally if you have a book and you can't put it down, that's when you know. And that was kind of where I was at with it. So I thank you for that. I I appreciate that. (laughs) So what was your uh, favorite story out of the six? Out of all the six, I'm going to go ahead and say the ones that you recommended, the Matilda one. That one was so good. Yeah, that 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 one, one I am so glad you recommended that. I don't, I didn't know where that was going to go. And you really, really shocked me with where you took it. And I was really just, I'm not going to, you know, divulge to the the listeners, but I really enjoyed that one the most. The ending was definitely a gut punch. I did not see it going that way. I just kept reading. I was like, wait, what? What? (laughs) What? My personal favorite was Fear of the Dark. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the first one? Yeah, the Boogeyman story. Yeah, that one was the one. I love yeah, that's that. That's the one. one I'm going to read later on in the interview. Awesome. Oh, perfect. Love it. So, how long have you been writing, James? Um, my first volume was released uh, in, in October 2016, and then I took a break from writing because I was involved in other things. But then I started releasing 
uh, a volume every year. So I released one in uh, 2020, then one in 2021. And then my fourth one was last month, uh, April 2022. I'm going to be releasing on a, a twice a year schedule now. So the next one will be October uh, 2022. And then I'll continue like that until I reach 12 volumes. Uh, oh, wow. Years cool. So what, what are you thinking you're going to do after you're done with the 12 volumes? Are you going to keep doing horror? Or are you going to tackle a different genre? Yeah, I have actually written a short story that's in a science fiction collection. Uh, it's uh, Metamorphosis Alpha 3. Uh, you can look it up. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a sci-fi horror story, like um, Further Back and Faster. Did you re remember that story about Mars? I haven't read that one. Okay, mm -hmm. but I mean, uh, you know, the, you, if you've read all six, do you remember that, um, the, the one that you know, takes place on the, it, it's not clear if it's Mars at the beginning, but it is towards the end. Okay. So that makes sense now. Thank you for clearing that up because mm -hmm. I've, I was like, okay, it's on another planet and I don't know where it is, but thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it, just um, it kind of ends with, um, you know, it, it states directly that it's Mars at the end. But yeah. Clear, you know, the I, that's a, that's a sci-fi horror story. That's cool. That's cool that you're taking it in that direction. Mm -hmm. So, James, what are your influences in writing? Like, what made you want to start writing? Oh, it's, I talk about this in volume two. I have, like, this kind of statement of purpose at the end. You know, it's like this short essay. Um, and it, it, it's really the um, horror anthology TV shows, you know, like Tales from the Crypt and Tales from the Dark Side and, you know, some uh, you know, even like the Twilight Zone, Outer Limits and uh, the horror anthology uh, movies so they used to have. I don't know if you could tell, but we are massive fans of horror anthology. <laughs> yes. um, even our intro, uh, when my buddy was writing it, he he's like, what, what influence do you want to go with? And I was like, make something Danny Elfman would be proud of. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah, so the, the intro to your show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But. So do you like go to any locations to get like influence for your stories or do you just sit down and uh, laser I mean, focus? I, I have a subscription to shutter and um, there's a lot of stuff on there that, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want it to be like a copy of something else, Yeah. but uh, you know, I, I watch movies on there and, and also I, I read a lot of older stuff like HP uh, Lovecraft and uh, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, are two influences. And then I wrote a short story that was very similar to uh, Arthur Machen's uh, The Great God Pan. If you've ever heard of that, that's a novella. I haven't heard of that one. Mm -mm. Okay. I'm a huge yeah, Poe so fan, like, though. Yeah, uh, like 19th century uh, horror writers are an influence on me, and like H.P. Lovecraft is the early part of the 20th century. You know, and then um, I would watch, as I mentioned, like uh, Night Gallery, uh, and then... Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Crypt, you know, the horror anthology TV series. And then, you know, like, um, do you remember Trilogy of Terror? I do. Yeah, okay. That was, so, like, 70s horror, that's when they were doing a lot of the horror anthology movies. Now, did you ever get into, like, EC Comics at all? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, I read comic books, of course, when I was growing up in grade school. Right on. Because I know those are, those are like where everything stemmed from. For me, it was like the old EC comics and stuff. My older brother had them, and it was great. Uh, which uh, which titles? Uh, Tales from the Crypt. 
The, oh yeah, Tales, okay. So Tales from the Crypt was a comic. I actually had never uh, found. I never realized uh, what publisher. Vault of Horror out, was another good one. Um, yeah, I remember that one too. But yeah, so do you have any like influences for the next book that you're going to put out? Yeah, I mean, I've already started writing it, and um, the next volume. I can give you an idea. I already have the six stories outlined and I've started writing them. Um, the, it'll be a, uh, a, a radio performance by Vincent Price. <laughs> oh, dude. Of, the influence of, of one of the, uh, the stories. And then another one, uh, do you remember, uh, Alan Alda was actually in a horror movie from MASH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, it was called the Mephisto Waltz. And uh, that influences kind of the, the plot of the last story. That I, I think so far will be the last story in the collection. And then the first story is going to be very Lovecrafty and Edgar Allan Poe-like. You know, like I had a story at the end of Volume 3 that was like that. And then, um, you know, there are other, there are other stories that uh, don't have an exact influence. Uh, Ambrose Bierce is going to be an influence on one of the third stories. But then... Um, there's one, there, there's a few that really aren't connected to anything in particular. You know, they, they kind of have a, you know, horror vibe from certain stories, but, uh, you know, the, the plot isn't, uh, isn't related to anything that I could point at and say, you know, it's similar to that. So, but yeah, I mean, so it's a, the, I sometimes take an idea and then I think, well, how can I improve on this or how would I do it differently if I did it? You know, and then I read a story around that, and other things just, you know, come to me, and uh, they don't really have a direct influence. Uh, I just kind of uh, write them from, you know, wh- what is, um, what I think would be a good idea. You know, that doesn't really have a specific influence. Right on. Um, so, what is your favorite story out of Volume Four? Okay, out of Volume Four, I'd say Matilda Graves is the best. Story. That was so I, good. I, <laughs> it was really good. I'm so glad that you recommended that as a one for us to yeah. read because I was when I got to that one I like read through speeded through and then when I got to that one I was like okay this one's this one's I get this one I get yeah. this one and then when it ended I was like what just happened I know I was like that wait what my editor <laughs> thought that that was that was the standout story he said it is so standout it dude is so good book collection yeah. Awesome. I'm very happy to hear that you um, also as well have a subscription to Shudder because me and Eric have had, we're newer subscribers to Shudder and mm-hmm. we have been re-watching a lot of the older horror movies and it has been very entertaining and enlightening and, and just whimsical and fun if like the reason why we enjoy doing our show. Mm-hmm. It makes it fun. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, Shudder is an important part of the horror community now because it's, you know, the horror fan base or horror, horror fan community, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's the place to go to watch horror movies. And they, they sometimes have things that you would never be able to see otherwise. Yeah, I mean, especially I- like uh, foreign horror movies. We watched a French film uh, that was completely in French that it was, was uh, subtitled. Christmas. Yeah, it was a Christmas one and or a Christmas horror movie, and it was completely in French. And I would, I would never have looked that up or ever known that that was even mm-hmm. something that was you know that I could watch. 
Yeah, I, I recently watched The Deep House. It wasn't on Shutter, and it was uh, mostly in French. Uh, the the main uh, female character is she's actually um, her. She has a French mother, so she speaks French and English, mm-hmm. and she does that in the movie. You know, and her boyfriend's supposed to be British. And hmm. uh, have you heard about The Deep House? It's from the same directors as Inside. No, we haven't. That was on, Sh- that was on Shutter recently. No, we okay. watched Vampires. With a Y last night. That one was good. Yeah, that one was good. We watched Nosferatu the other day, too. I did, and Jolie and that one. It was really good. That's turned into a show now. Go ahead. Excuse me? Nosferatu? Yeah. It's turned into a show now. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but I I have yet to uh, write a vampire story. Uh, Can you get on that, please? I would love that. (laughs) Well, I've thought about it. I mean, I don't. The thing is, it's been done so many times. It's like cliche. Oh, I think James, mm-hmm. that you would make it less sparkly and so good. <laughs> yeah. No, no. The thing is, I, I did write a zombie <gasps> story, but it, it was uh, it's in volume two, but it uh, takes place in Haiti during the 1930s. What? That's very, cool. So you know, it's about like uh, smuggling, and it has this all this uh, the subplot about um, you know smugglers and things like that. Is it so like it's, it's it's unusual? It's not something that um, is typical of zombies. Stories. Are they pirates? Are like zombie pirates smuggling? No, no. I mean, the, we're gonna well, have to go it, read it, volume two. This is what he's telling us about voodoo and, and Haiti. <gasps> yeah, it, I, I, would, I would say it's probably more like Serpent in the Rainbow. Would you say? Yeah, exactly. So Serpent and the Rainbow is kind of an indirect influence on it. And um, I watched uh, White Zombie, too, before that. That's a classic. 1930s film. Yeah, the classic movie. And, um, you know, some other things. Uh, one of my uncles was in the uh, Merchant Marines. This is decades ago. I think he's, uh, you know, this is on my mom's side. So he's, he's passed away. And uh, he told, every, you know, the family a story that when they docked in Haiti, he he saw actual zombies being used as laborers. Whoa! What? So uh, that was actually the the um, the seed the concept behind uh, behind the story. That's and there's cool. a scene like that in mm-hmm. the story. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to get volume two, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> well, yeah, volume one, two, and three. All the I think volume three has probably turned out the best. Every story in there is. Three is my lucky number. So, James, if somebody wanted to go buy your book, um, where would they go buy it? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Um, it's on other platforms, too, but Amazon's just the, the most convenient uh, place to purchase it. Uh, awesome. It's mostly, um, you know, I, the, the sales from the other platforms are kind of small compared to Amazon, so I've really just focused on Amazon. But it's also on Barnes & Nobles and Kobo and things Do like that. Do you have um, ebook, paperback? Hardback. Yeah, you can get it as an ebook and a paperback. I haven't done hardcovers yet, but um, there's kind of short, slim volumes, you know, about 30, 32,000 words uh, per volume. You know, okay. each story is about 5,000 words. Okay. Average. Yeah, cool. so um, I'm going to eventually, after the series done uh, is done, like at the end of the series uh, for Halloween of the, the year it ends, I'm going to release it as a three-volume hardcover set. Ooh. That'd be awesome. Have the full. So there'll be four. There'll be sure four volumes in each volume of the hardcover series, and then uh, it'll wrap up the entire series. That's super cool. That's that's huge. Um, so James, do you want to go ahead and get into reading a little bit of the excerpt? Sure, 
Sure. All right. So um, this is from Fear of the Dark. And, you know, like you mentioned, it's about the boogeyman. And, um, you know, the, the kind of the idea is uh, the main character, Susan, she's the younger sister of uh, Peter, who's been telling her these strange stories about their family over Zoom. And you kind of realize more and more things about their family, that they're, they're somehow being stalked by the boogeyman. So uh, he told her the story about rats uh, back in Germany where their family's from originally. And then uh, he tells her the second story when they, they speak again about um, their great-great-great-granddad Carl who uh, had a bizarre experience during uh, World War I and uh, he was put away in an orphanage. So that's kind of where it, it jumps in right here. So dad told us that after eating the rats, things didn't get much better for Carl. Food stayed scarce and else had to put some of the kids in an orphanage. Uh, as the oldest boy in the family, Carl was sent away with several of his youngest siblings so he could keep them safe. The orphanage was packed with children who had lost both parents during the war and other kids whose families couldn't feed them. The nuns had converted spare rooms into sleeping quarters with the kids more or less piled on top of one another. Their first night there, Carl was put into a room with his brothers and sisters and about a dozen other children. All of them slept on cots along the bare floor. The room had previously been a bedroom for staff but had been unused for years. Carl told dad that a nun put them down to bed after uh, reading their prayers and then took the only light in the room, a candle in its holder. Candles were in short supply, as was everything else. The bedroom door was left open, and Carl's cot was right next to it. Uh, the room was almost entirely dark, but he could still he still couldn't sleep. He was so hungry it kept him awake. A clock chimed midnight in the distance, and Carl heard a creaking sound as the closet door was pushed open wide from inside. Carl swore to Dad that he saw a horrible thing emerge from that closet. It passed close to him, but went by. It resembled a man, but was very bent and crooked, too tall and too thin to be a human being. The thing shambled forward, treading among the slumbering children until it reached the cot of a little girl who had been left all by herself at the orphanage. The thing scooped up the sleeping child and bundled her into a sack it carried before silently making its way back across the room. Great granddad wanted to scream, but held it in, knowing what, the knowing what the monster might do if it hurt him. He shut his eyes tight and tried not to move. He said the thing came toward the closet and hesitated somewhat, uh, somewhere close by as if it was looking down at him. Finally, though, the closet door creaked shut. Still, Carl couldn't, didn't dare open his eyes until he could feel the morning light on them. Susan breathed out at last. She had been holding her breath without realizing it and now almost gasped, a shiver running down her spine. Peter, why would you tell me a story like that? You know, the last thing I need to hear is a spooky tale about dark closets and child snatching. Peter smiled slightly and then peered into his webcam. I just wanted you to know that our great granddad also had a terrible fear of the dark. Maybe it runs in our family. So after that, uh, the, the story kind of just keeps delving into um, you realize more and more that uh, she is being stalked by the boogeyman, and then it comes, you know, to that that final scene where uh, I won't give it away exactly, but yeah. don't give it away. The story it, wraps up. It's very good. It, I got like serious insidious vibes from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something like. Well, I mean, the the thing is, uh, Bagul is supposed to be a boogeyman. Yeah. 
from uh, from Sinister. Bagul, the what is it supposed to be a Babylonian deity or, or demon or something? Oh, the movie yeah. Sinister. That freaked me. That one was good. Yeah, Sinister is a good movie. But all right, so James, what are your top five horror movies? Top five horror movies? Yeah. Uh, no I pressure. Mean, I mean. Yeah, people have been people have asked me about this before. You know, I'd say The Exorcist is probably the best horror movie ever made. Ever made. Um, the Shining is, you know, uh, up there as well as a, a major horror movie. Uh, let's see, maybe uh, Martyrs. That's another French movie. I haven't seen that one. Have you heard of it? Yeah. I yeah. It's. I I can't remember the director's name. Uh, let me find it. I've been taking notes while you like been talking. Okay, it's a of... 2008 movie. It's pretty recent, but it's actually probably one of the best horror movies ever made. <laughs> it's um, uh, Pascal Langier. I think maybe that's how you pronounce it. We're gonna have Pascal to watch Langer. that. It's mm-hmm. a Martyrs 2008. It's very violent. You know, it's like a borderline X rating just for violence. Wow. You know, it's, it's about uh, torture, but there's like a, a transcendent uh, experience behind torture. I should, have to go find that movie. Yeah. They were hiding on Shutter at one point from what I looked up, and they don't have it anymore, but we will definitely, I have added it as a bookmark. I introduced Christian to uh, Cannibal Holocaust the other night, so I think we're ready for anything now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's worse than that. Though. I mean, the like the Cannibal Holocaust is, I think it's like an Italian movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously fake and cheesy. I mean, this is, uh, Martyrs is so violent that it almost looks real. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. So, um, and it, it's about um, this kind of sinister cult that kidnaps uh, young people, I think mostly women, and uh, tortures them to an extreme level so they have a transcendent experience. And they, they, want to de- they want to decide if the afterlife is real. You had a sold it cults. That's one of our favorite things to cover here at Creeps in the Crypt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a, a really unique horror movie with an, a kind of an incredible ending to it. We'll have to check that out. Now, I heard you mention uh, the Shining, and you live in Colorado. Have you been to the Stanley Hotel? I haven't, uh, but I <sighs> talked to uh, one of the the managers at the the uh, Stanley Hotel. Uh, I went to this networking event years ago, and and I, I met. Um, he's like the the marketing or sales director, and I asked him, Do you, "Does the hotel really claim that it's haunted?" And he says, "Yes, that's that's their official position that they're a real ghost at the hotel, and cool. um, that the place has been haunted for however long it's, you know, at least going back to its early days." Well, we're gonna have to maybe take a trip out there to it. Field trip. But uh, James, thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking to us. We really enjoyed yeah. the book. Okay, that's great. So yeah, check out the other volumes, and then uh, you can go to my website, which is uh, jamesderman.com, J-A-M-E-S-D-E-R-M-O-N-D.com. And then uh, the next volume, volume five, will be out uh, in October 2022. And then every two years after that, it'll be another two volumes in April and October until um, until the end of the series at volume 12. Awesome. And then I'll have other writing projects after that, maybe even in between. But cool. it, uh, it takes me a while to write these books. They're kind yeah. of, you know, I believe they're kind that. Of involved. 
Oh, I mean, you're you're doing great work. Yes. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. James, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and talk to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. And I'm glad that you enjoyed the the stories. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'll send you a notification when I post the episode. It'll be out tomorrow. Okay, great. Yeah, and I will send it out on Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you, James. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. Good night. That was so much fun. That was awesome. This man has never been to the fucking Stanley Hotel. <laughs> no, I'm just... You have oh. phone, so... Yeah. But yeah, guys, um, thank you for hanging out for this interview. Yeah. We hope you guys like it. If you guys like episodes like this, we'll be sure to do mo- more stuff like this. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like a one-off bonus thing. We're trying something a little new. Uh, we always loved horror films and horror anthologies so how do you see somebody actually do justice to a horror story and not just like throw a monster onto the screen or onto paper and say this is the monster and it does this yeah i mean i was just like wondering what turns was were getting ready to happen in in those stories and i was i was amazed at how good it was i got like sucked in to the the graves I was like reading it and I was like, ooh, I bet this is gonna happen. And I was Sam's with her stuff in her face full of lasagna. I went just, in on that lasagna. I was starving. <laughs> it was very tasty. And she's just like reading I, I didn't hear a word out of her for a while. <laughs> and I was like, she's reading it. Well, guys, thank you again. It's been a wonderful year and we couldn't think of a better way to kick off Summer Slaughter Two with <laughs> with a double episode week. This one, this one's for the fans. This one's for fans of horror. Yeah. Um, Christian, if you would drop the socials for us. First and foremost, and as always, that's what I have to start adding that into there. You guys are awesome. We love you so much. Thank you for the love for a year. This has been a a kind of a love hate for us. Sometimes it is. We want to give you guys, we want to give you the best things that we can. Mm-hmm. But you guys got to tell us when you don't like it. Yeah. If there's a topic that you're like, eh, we don't really care about that. So Let us good, know. good, yeah. bad. We will take it. Good, bad, and ugly. We mm-hmm. will take it. Take it old Western with us. Give it all. DM yep. us. Let us know what you like, yep. what you don't yeah. like. That being said, make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Sam's over here covering the stuff that we are unable to cover. It's too short. It's not enough information, Mm -hmm. but it's enough for us to actually get across. Quick little three-minute video. Yeah, we like those. Sam does her makeup for it and everything. I do. Spicy. (laughs) Spicy. All right, guys. Make sure you guys go show James some love. Yes. Go follow him. Go follow James if. If you liked what he was saying and the excerpt of the story, go check out his book. I highly recommend it. I cannot rec is I don't normally read like horror short stories like that. I'm more into the movies and stuff, but Same. I was sucked in. I was sucked in. I'm going to go download. He, he did recommend volume three as one of his publishers mm-hmm. recommended. I'm going to be going I mean, on we're to Amazon. Pick them up. I'm picking yep. them up. Yeah. Um, as a, as something to read. It's, I mean, these are stories that you guys can read in like, 10 seconds yeah i think i read you it can like you can literally minutes. they are captivating in the short amount of pages that they are well these speed readers over here it took me about 20 minutes to get through a story but 
It was great. I was sucked in. I was like, where's it going to go? I was like speculating. Yeah, I was speculating too. And mm-hmm. it was not going where my speculation was at one point. I can't, I can't recommend the Matilda Gray's one. That, there's a reason why he saved that one for last. Because yes. it was fantastic. So, that being said, if you want to actually hear what's going on with that Matilda Graves that we keep bringing up, you should just go download this, guys. Volume yeah. 4. We appreciate you, James. Doorways to the Unseen. Volume yes. 1 through 4. Available on Amazon. Yep. Yep. Links um, in his Twitter bio. You'll thank us later when you pick it up. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back this Fright Day with our regularly scheduled Creeps in the Crypt. Stay Bye. creepy.